Why, oh why, is the White House turning to TikTok influencers to blame everyone else for the problems that they have created? Plus, the next generation wants polygamy and prosperity, but we should know that those two can never go together. And it's not stopping some people from trying. More chaos from the public educational system as the news media's misinformation about the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida abounds and family-friendly Disney caves to the next generation of genital-obsessed kids. We will discuss and we will give you the truth here on your favorite night of the week, The Deep End on Tim Hatch Live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday Night on the channel, Tim Hatch Live, YouTube.com slash Tim Hatch Live. I'm so glad that you are here, and I hope that you are having a wonderful week, and I pray that today's content really helps you be be strong, be informed, not be deceived, because the, the agents of deception, my friends, are abounding as never before in our culture and our context in which we live, and we need God's Word to speak to our culture more than ever before, right? And especially to God's people. It is season five, episode 20 of The Deep End. My name is Tim. I am your somewhat humble host, and I'm glad to bring this content to you. I want to remind you about the mission of The Deep End, engaging culture with discernment and not argument. Make sure that you give me a like in the video uh, on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you do the notification, but you know the whole thing. And make sure you comment below and let me know what you love about The Deep End. Hey, let me know. I love to hear your voice. Down in the comments below, so glad that you're here. We got to get to the deep end commentary and talk about what's going on in our world. When you don't know what to do, or what to believe, when you need commitment to try to trust, burn the deep end commentary. Okay, the Deep End Commentary's topic today is a self-obsessed culture becomes an ignorant culture. A self-obsessed culture becomes an ignorant culture. You will remember that uh, Paul tells Timothy, let me see if I can do this on the spot here, in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Yeah, here we go, right? What does he say? Let's get over there. He says, Bible cam on now. Yeah, it's working. Understand this. In the last days, there will be times of difficulty for people who will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient. Then there's this little line right here in verse 3. Heartless, unappeasable. Unapp they won't be able to be pleased. You, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you try to give them, they will never be satisfied. And then slanderous, that's Facebook, self-control, brutal, not loving the good treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, having a form of godliness. We all know that text, right? Having a form of godliness, but denying the power of it. And it brings me to what we are seeing play out in our culture right now, like never before, self-obsessed, lovers of self, self-obsessed culture that becomes an ignorant culture. And our leaders, particularly our governmental leaders and our educational leaders are banking on you being so self-obsessed, you literally are the stupidest people on the planet. I bring you Joe Biden. The White House is willing to acknowledge all the problems that you are facing economically. What they are not willing to do is take any responsibility for it whatsoever. <laughs> now, uh, Putin's gas hike was trending. Hashtag Putin's gas price 
hike or whatever was trending on Twitter. And this is coming from, you know, uh, the manipulation of the powers that be. I will remind you of what Joe Biden tweeted. Candidate Joe Biden tweeted June 4th, 2020. He said, it is hard to believe this has to be said, but unlike this president, I'll do my job and take responsibility. I won't blame others. And I'll never forget that the job isn't about me. It's about you. Well, how quickly one one election changes things because now he's willing to blame everybody. He's willing to blame Putin and he's come out flatly and said that. And he really uh, is banking on something. The, the, the federal government, my friends, is banking on one thing, that you are so stinking self-centered. You will not pay attention to the lies of our age. And they're going to use that self-centeredness of us to turn us into automatons. Automatons. There we go. Because we'll be navel-gazing so desperately that we won't see the coming destruction in our, in our future. Will the American people buy this nonsense? A large portion of the country is already doing so. Why? Because this is a report from townhall.com and the Washington Post. Now, when Town Hall on the right and the Washington Post on the left say the same thing or talk about the same thing, you know it's probably happening. Watch this report from the uh, townhall.com website. The White House briefed TikTok influencers to prop up Biden's handling of Ukraine. And then the article from the Washington Post, the White House is briefing TikTok stars about the war in Ukraine. They're saying basically the same thing, but they're taking, of course, their left and right slants on these kinds of things. What I'm saying is it's literally happening. literally happening that the White House has decided that they're going to brief social media starlets on propaganda that will then be disseminated to the uh, you know social media obsessed generation of TikTok lovers. So what's happening right now is we're, we're seeing our federal government utilize our self-obsession, social media, to prop up propaganda and make us dumber in the end, right? Obviously, we remember there was a, a, a very flamboyant young man that was used to prop up the vaccines a while back. Well, now they've turned to several TikTok influencers to prop up the fact that what's to blame for high gas prices is, is nothing that the federal government did, like inject $3 trillion into the economy over the last 24 months. And Trump also had a lot to do with that. No, it's just Putin. Putin invaded Ukraine, and now you're paying 5 to $7 for gas. And people are going to buy this. People are going to listen to this because people are stupid, because people are navel-gazing, because people are obsessed. And lovers of self is a serious scourge on any society. Um, the Washington Post uh, reports uh, this, <laughs> this article this way. Ellie Zeiler, an 18-year-old TikTok star with more than 10 million followers, said she hopes to remain in communication with the White House and continue to press officials where about there about key issues she sees herself as a voice for young people and the growing contingent of news consumers getting information primarily through social media platforms she says quote i'm here to relay the information in a more digestible manner to my followers and quote she said quote i would consider myself a white house correspondent for gen z end quote god help us <laughs> this is these are people who are literally in high school or just graduated from high school and now they are going to be white house correspondents to the tiktok self-obsessed generation um Town Hall Spencer Brown takes an entirely different approach and rightly notes that it's kind of ironic that TikTok would begin labeling state-controlled media given the fact that uh, the app itself is state-controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. 
I mean, remember that TikTok is literally controlled by a communist dictatorship. Uh, ironically, a lot of people are not, well, thankfully, not ironically, are not buying the propaganda. And they are saying so in the comments, because even on the White House, even on the WashingtonPost.com article, the commenter, surely you just <laughs> quoted saying, people in my generation get all our information from TikTok. So this is how civilization ends. Yeah. I mean, are you keeping track though? Because this is really where we are. This is where we are. This is what's happening is that we have a culture that is obsessed with self and our federal government is very willing to bank on that to make sure that you're stupid, you're uninformed. So just again, keeping track, TikTok owned by China or at least controlled by China and Joe Biden is willing to use the platform to propagate White House talking points through social media stars to inform the next generation or actually misinform the next generation about what is to blame for inflation and your skyrocketing cost of living. Now I'm just going to do something real quick. I'm just going to put this up there for your enjoyment. It's, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's been following the news for any amount of time. Under the Obama administration, Joe Biden was the key instrument, the key cog in the, in the wheel to make sure that China was propped up as a global economy. And now we are going to be paying for it. I believe this has been in the works for several years, even decades. And, <laughs> you know, we get who we elect, right? White uh, Elections have consequences. Remember this moment with Joe Biden and President Xi from China. Watch this. I'd like to make a toast to the hope and expectation that 50 years from now, our great-grandchildren will look back and say, what a beautiful history we wrote together. Yeah, what a beautiful history for China, indeed. This is, <laughs> put this back up there. TikTok, China, Biden, and is all being used to program our young people, to program our young people, young people who are already misinformed because you're, you're young. I mean, nobody's faulting you for that. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child. I always, I always love these people who think that we should listen to the young. Are you, are you insane? Have you had children? Have you had a teenager living in your house? Oh, we should listen. Maybe they're seeing something we don't see. Yeah, they're seeing propaganda and they're buying it. And, 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 and this is not just a cultural issue, it's a spiritual issue because when the scripture talks about the love of self being evil, we need to understand why. Why the love of self is a bad thing because we are surrounded by an infinite number of channels and outlets as never before in this culture to love and serve self. And I give you even more evidence of that as we are more obsessed with genitals, we are going to become more and more sitting ducks for our own self-destruction, which brings me to ridiculous news. Ridiculous. So this story from the BBC out of Britain, look at this article. Does solo polyamory mean having it all? Now, what is polyamory? Does anybody knows? Uh, polyamory is uh, poly meaning many and amory, the love word, word for love, uh, love of many, love of many. So no more monogamy. No, 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 no. Uh, this report is asking the question, if we just jettison monogamy from society, won't that just give us everything we really ultimately want? Subtitle of the article, with no primary partner and a potential for multiple meaningful relationships, solo polyamorous are hoping or hopping, sorry, off the heteronormative, quote, relationship escalator, end quote. And the article goes on and on about this 
this guy who came out as bisexual, his name's Chris, at 35, during the pandemic, by the way, moved into an intentional, sex-positive community in Brooklyn, New York, a, quote, safe space, end quote, where he could further explore his relationship with sex and sexuality. Through that community, he discovered a course called Open Smarter, which guided students through navigate students, by the way, <laughs> through navigating various types of ethically non-monogamous relationships. Ethically non-monogamous relationships. That's where he first heard the term solo polyamory. He quickly felt like it fit his dating style. Uh, no, it satiated his unsatiable lusts. That's what it did. And did you notice that it happened during the pan? Let's put this back. During the pandemic? Like, weren't we supposed to be staying six feet apart from strangers? Dude's getting in bed with both sexes during the pandemic in downtown Brooklyn. No. The cities, again, are becoming these Tower of Babel-esque kind of communities where we are just making a name for ourselves and serving ourselves. And Chris, as the country is separating to, to stay safe, Chris and now the BBC is heralding Chris's bravery in joining people sexually in intimacy during the pandemic. Uh, the article continues and just heralds the glories of polyamory. At its core, solo polyamory refers to people who are open to dating or engaging in multiple meaningful relationships without having a primary partner, one person to whom they're committed above all other partners. Instead, the solo polyamorous might see themselves as their own primary as their own primary partner. There you go, love himself, eschewing typical relationship goals like merging finances or homes with a partner and getting married and having children. Solely polyamorous represent a small portion of polyamorous in general, many of whom try, tend to have or aim to have a primary partner says Philadelphia-based sex educator and therapist Liz Powell, 39. So it's inherently difficult to figure out what percentage of the overall population is engaging in relationships this way. However, some studies show younger generations are more likely to have entered into some kind of non-monogamous relationships relationship than older generations. So this is what the younger generations want. Well, it's nothing new. It's like what every younger generation wants. They want to have multiple sexual partners. They want to try to satisfy their insatiable lust. They want to try to Sleep with as many partners as, as possible because they've watched Friends. They've binged watched Friends six times through, and they think that that's actually real life, right? And and then and so the younger generations now are getting kind of encouraged in this. The the, the government encourages this. The social constructs encourage this. Every literally every outlet of American or Western life encourages this kind of nonsense. It's completely okay and allowed and celebrated. Right, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a month in a few months called Pride Month, where we're just going to celebrate our genitals for thirty days straight. Right, and then we're gonna have November, where we educate about how important that is in our country. You know, to have sex with whoever you want, to, to identify however you want. Younger generations have always wanted this. It's nothing new. My generation wanted this when we were young. Right, we did. We were we were doing it secretly because it was condemned and it was frowned upon. But now it's celebrated and it's out there and it's amazing and it's self actualization and it's you being you. And so now with that happening to the younger generation, I feel for them. Uh, the article goes on, per a 2020 YouGov survey of 1,300 U.S. adults, 43% of millennials said that their ideal relationship would be non-monogamous. So 43% of them, almost half of millennials, the younger generation says, I want a relationship that is completely unbiblical. I want a relationship that is selfish, that is about me. I want my needs met sexually and relationally, and I don't want to be tied down to things like oh, commitment and trustworthiness and integrity. I just want to live the way I want to live. So what they are expecting too, and this is kind of funny, what they're expecting here is they want to uh, follow their wanderlust, which won't work emotionally or financially, and they want 
other people to pay for it, right? Uh, one third of America, here's the YouGov America website. YouGov America website reports one third of Americans say their ideal relationship is non-monogamous. So literally they want to eschew biblical norms as reg in regards to faithfulness, honesty, integrity, loyalty, fidelity. And then they also complain about their lack of financial stability, their emotional and mental health, their lowered, their higher levels of depression and anxiety, which are all the results of long-term polyamorous sexual relationships. You can't have your cake and eat it too, young people. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There was, there was a study done years ago about the, the most satisfied people on the planet. Do you know who it was? You'll never guess. It was strong evangelical Christian women who were married to Christian men. The most sexually satisfied, life-wise satisfied, financially satisfied people on the planet. And you'll say, oh, that's because they've had the privilege of that. No, it's because they've devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to what God's word says. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or sit in the seat of the scornful or stand in the way of sinners. Right? Psalm 1. But his delight is on the law of the Lord, his God, and he will meditate on that law and he will prosper in everything. You do what this book says, you will prosper. You will shew what this book says and you will suffer. And what we're seeing here in our country like never before is younger people who are being celebrated for being themselves, lovers of self, want all this polyamory, want unfettered sexual expression, and at the same time want financial and social success. And you can't have both. Christians know this more than anyone. You can't have both sexual deviancy and personal prosperity. They don't go together. So this is why the younger generation wants socialism because they want to be able to have sex with whoever they want and then see the requisite or the, 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 um, you know, the, 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 the traditional uh, uh, consequences of such lifestyles, and then they want the older generation to pay for it. That's really where we are. That's really where we are. This is why an old octogenarian, septuagenarian, named Bernie Sanders, parroted around the country saying that everything that was wrong with the young generation is because the old people have all the money and you should be able to love whoever you want and however many of those people you want to love and get free money from the government on your parents' paycheck. That's really what's happened to our country. And again, it's just being misinformed. It's being biblically illiterate. It's being societally illiterate. It's just being a dummy. And your president is banking on it. Your federal government is banking on it. Your 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 educational system is banking on it. And Christians, I'm telling you, we must say something. It brings me back to what G.K. Chesterton famously said. He said this, when men stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing. They believe in anything. In other words, they just reach, reach for something, anything. Tell me what's true. Anything, anything. Because, oh, it can't be God. No, God is an old-fashioned, uh, wrong side of history, a figment of our imagination. No, reject that and embrace self and follow my heart and see where it leads. And when it leads to disaster, well, then ask somebody else to pay for it and be responsible for it. That's our culture. That's our culture because right now we're wrestling with 40-year high inflation, are we not? 40-year high inflation. And remember that America voted for the guy who promised them more free money, less secure borders, and the ability of eight-year-olds to change their sex if they felt like it. I bring you this quote, this reminder from Joe Biden's candidacy as well. The idea that an eight-year-old child or a 10-year-old child decides, you know, I decided I want to be transgender. That's what I think I'd like to be. It may make my life a lot easier. There should be zero discrimination. I promise you, there is no reason to suggest 
that there should be any right denied your daughter or daughters, whichever, one or two, one. one, your daughter, that your other daughter has a right to be and do. None. Zero. Yeah, okay. None. Zero. Yep. Eight-year-olds should be able to change their gender. And we voted. Not me, but many in this country voted for that. We're, going, we're following the path of Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember, Sodom and Gomorrah came to Lot's door. By the way, the angels met Lot at the gate of the city, which meant that Lot was part of the governing powers of the city. He was the mayor of Sodom, you could say. The angels met him, they brought him into their house, and then the angels came pounding on Lot's door and said, give us those men, we want to have sex with them. We want to, we want to satisfy our lusts with those strangers. And Lot was so affected by the culture around him that he literally offered his virgin daughters to the men of the city to rape them all night so they wouldn't touch the angelic visitors. See, this is the city and the culture getting into the church. That's what Lot presents us a picture of. Amazingly, Lot still gets saved by God's grace, right? But remember also it was on the cusp of Israel's collapse as their kings and their leaders led them further and further into sexual morality like the nations around them that led to their demise and destruction. Church, it's time now more than ever before to reacquaint ourselves with biblical history and human history. You cannot have sexual perversion and love of self and healthy community and and satisfied souls. You cannot have both. It does not work. The Bible once again proving itself true time and time again. What we have right now in our culture is a fundamental misunderstanding of sin. It's really a fundamental misunderstanding of sin. Sin is not breaking the rules. It's ruining your life. It's, sin is not just having fun because, oh, I'm breaking a rule. No, there is this underlayment of destruction that happens to you personally, societally, mentally, emotionally. It's why skyrocketing suicide rates are the norm now. It's why skyrocketing rates of anxiety and depression are the norm right now. Because we don't understand that sin is more than just breaking rules. It's, it's destroying you. It ruins your life. All that to say this, there's hope. There's, there's a... a a guidance in God's word when, when we see culture deteriorating uh, at the rate and in the way in which it is happening right now and being um, subsidized by increased federal government levels into our lives. I bring you to Second Peter chapter 2, when, Paul, when Peter says, false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. Man, do we not see that right now? You quote the scriptures, you talk about this stuff. People will hate this channel simply because we talk about the truth. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Hmm, TikTok generation. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. Uh, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. What Peter is telling us is that this, what we see in culture right now as Americans is nothing new. It happened in 
heaven when the angels loved self. What did Lucifer say? I will arise. I will take the throne of God. I will become God. And God cast him to earth instantly, lightning from heaven. Luke 19 talks about that. So it, rebellion and self-love happened in heaven. Rebellion and self-love happened in Noah's age. Re- rebellion and self-love happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. And down through the ages, down through the ages, culture has contaminated itself and deteriorated to the point of absolute judgment. Remember from Romans chapter 1 that God's judgment is not just this active thunderbolt strike that hits us and blows us up and sends us straight to hell. That's not God's, that's not God's judgment most of the time. Most of the time, God's judgment is just getting what we want. That's most of the time, God just hands us over. This is Romans chapter one. God just hands us over, hands people, oh, you want that? Okay, here you go, and you're going to be destroyed. Now, as Christians, we could get worried. We could say, well, what's gonna happen to me because I live amongst these people? I'm Lot, literally, and here's the deal. Learn the lesson of Lot. Don't let it get in here. Don't let self-love get in here. Don't let self-love keep you out of the church. Don't let self-love keep you away from Christian community and biblical instruction because this is your light. This is the path. This is the way. And at the same time, God, let's put this back up here again, because God knows how, I love this, he knows how to rescue the godly from trials. In other words, just like he did with Lot and just like he did with Noah and the angels who didn't rebel, he knows how to save his people as culture contaminates itself. So what should you do? You should continue to see the lies, expose them, expose the lies for your children if you have them or your significant others if you have them. Uh, You should share this content. Ooh, there's a plug. Like the video, share, subscribe, (laughs) hit the notification bell so that you know when we go live every time. But you got to know the truth. Do not be deceived. And this is so important. It's never been more important in our culture here in the West for Christians to not be deceived. Which brings me to a deep end follow-up on the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. So let's do this deep end news. Deep end news. News and views that don't make us news. So the news that I want to share with you today is that the lies abound on the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. So this bill is probably going to be signed by Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Thank God. It's a bill that was passed uh, pretty easily in the Florida legislature. And now the term, don't say gay. Okay, look, this is not what it is. I, I, I don't even know why I put it there. I'm just going to cross it out. It's not don't say gay. There are all kinds of memes flowing around the internet about, um, you know, people who said they were flying into Florida and the, and the pilot came on the intercom and said, okay, guys, just let you know, don't say gay when you get to the you know, state of Florida. You know, there's all these memes going around mocking this idea that it means literally don't say gay. Uh, and it's being used, this terminology is being used to, um, you know, undermine the legislation. Uh, it's being used to once again victimize the homosexuals among our culture. And uh, Biden's press secretary said it was, quote, horrific and misinformed. <laughs> now, let's get our facts straight because it takes about 30 minutes to read the bill. And I did. It takes 30 minutes to read the bill. And most people don't read bills. They just get their misinformation. They, they just get on their misinformed soapbox and spout off the latest talking points from their favorite blue check mark on Twitter. That's literally what happens. So let's look at the bill. Let's. Li- I'm going to do something. I hope you stay with me because we're going to do some reading. Okay, I know. I know we don't like to read, but we got to read the bill. This is actually from the website of the bill. So look at this. Number two. I'm just going to read the highlights. Number two. A, a school district may not adopt procedures 
or student support forms that prohibit school district personnel from notifying a parent about his or her student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being or change in related services or monitoring, or that encourage or have the effect of encouraging a student to withhold from a parent such information. School district personnel may not discourage or prohibit parental notification of and involvement in critical decisions affecting a student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being. This subparagraph does not prohibit a school district from adopting procedures that permit school personnel to withhold such information from a parent if a reasonably prudent person would believe that disclosure would result in abuse, abandonment, or neglect as those terms are defined in Section 39.01. So did you see what it says there? is talking about the fact that the parents of children in the state of Florida have the right to hear about their child's mental, emotional, or social health, and that teachers are not allowed to withhold that information from their children. Wow, such hate, such bigotry. How dare they? They're literally cutting off the heads of gay people in Florida as we speak. (laughs) Number three from the actual bill's website. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. So that that is the big, you know, linchpin for our cultural movers and shakers. How dare you not let me teach third graders about my sexuality as a teacher and in public schools in Florida. Just letting you know, guys, it's fine to do it in fourth grade. Fourth graders, fair game. Fifth graders, fair game. In my opinion, the bill doesn't go far enough. It should cover the whole gamut of public education in Florida. I don't believe that teachers should be talking about sexual orientation or withholding sexual orientation information from the parents of the students that they teach and indoctrinate. By the way, did you see it there on the screen? 63% of Americans support the bill. You're not going to get that news from the cultural movers and shakers. You're going to get indoctrination. You're going to get, you're going to get the term, don't say gay. It's an affront. It's horrific. It's homophobic. It's bigoted. It's, you know, I, I'm, everything to a certain population in this country, everything is racist or bigoted or homophobic. Everything. <laughs> For heaven's sakes, Aunt Jemima was racist. Uncle Ben was racist. So what they do, they scrubbed Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's pictures from the products in the name of equality. (laughs) So they literally erased black people or the image of black people in the name of equality. Okay, whatever. It's bizarro world. It never stops. We need to talk about Disney because Disney has a large stake in the state of Florida, of course, with homes of several of their theme parks and water parks and hotels and shopping destinations. And so... What does Disney do? Disney, according to the Washington Post, suspends political donations in Florida after the bill restricts LGBTQ discussion. Again, restricts LGBTQ discussion for third graders. (laughs) Oh, Lord, the bigotry. Please stop. Turn it off. Quote, Disney announced on Friday that it would pause all political donations in Florida in the wake of controversial state bill that restricts discussion of LGBTQ issues in public schools. Over the last few weeks, the company held had received criticism for remaining silent. That's all they did. They just didn't say anything about what critics call the Don't Say Gay Bill, which is expected to be signed into law by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So they don't do anything, and they're still vilified. They literally don't take a stance one way or the other, and they're still considered hateful and bigoted. This is Disney, and I will remind you, Disney is a billion-dollar company. How did it make those billions? By catering and appealing to 
the traditional family structure, mom, dad, kids, even their latest hit, Encanto or Encanto, whatever, is a family, a uh, biblical kind of family, mom and dad and kids, uh, with magical powers, you know, the patriarch grandma who loses her husband and, and creates this family, uh, you know, miracle family. Like, by the way, I finally watched it. It's actually a really cool movie. I loved it. But that company, which has taken in billions from you traditional families, from you moms and dads who love your kids and want your kids to be, you know, kind of instructed by you and not the educational system of this country. Yeah, that company which took in billions from you is now partnering to undermine that family, which made them billions in the first place. They're kowtowing to the secular progressive, sexually charged political lobby in this country, intent on redefining everything in our culture around sexual and gender confusion. So this don't say gay bill, which some people literally, again, thinks that you can't say gay in Florida has passed the legislature and hopefully it will be signed by the governor. And as I read to you, again, it only affects up to nine to 10 year olds in schools. So Disney, right? This, this, the, the, they, they have been on this long trajectory of hating uh, family for a long time because they have very slowly and very subtly started to turn uh, on a dime toward the sexual progressives in our country. There are such things as de- uh, gay days at Disney theme parks. You can find out when they are. They're actually called red shirt days. Uh, so you can go and people just flood in there, uh, homosexual families and all that stuff and all that kind of thing going on. And many might not remember this, but there was a day way back in the 1980s when Disney actually holded Christian days, church days. Yeah, they did. And until 2018, they hosted an annual Christian music festival, but they canceled it in 2018 as, as culture changed, they said. As with greater culture, Disney is just doing exactly what our, our country is doing. Jettison the Christian faith and traditions that have made us who we are and now replacing them with the cult of genital worship. This is what's happening. And so as the country gets misinformed about the news about what the don't say gay bill is about, what does Disney do? Disney apologizes for their silence on Florida's quote, don't say gay bill. Are you keeping track? Yeah. (laughs) Are you keeping track? Like this, even the God hating Bill Maher had to say uh, the following quote is not like there's no kernel of truth that kids that young shouldn't be talking about sex at all. Holy smokes, Bill Maher and I agree. (laughs) Bill Maher and I agree that the gender-confused, pink-haired commie teacher shouldn't teach your kids about gender and sexuality. Wow. I've heard everything. I've experienced everything now. And maybe you're out there saying, isn't that kind of mean? Like, really? The gender-confused, pink-haired commie teacher? Well, libs of TikTok, again, finding social media posts, exposing them to the world over and over again, like this teacher with the they, them pronoun buttons and the MX pronoun button, pink and green haired. I mean, you guess the gender. I have no idea. You show up at third grade with your kid and that's their teacher. What do you do? Run like hell. That's my consideration to you. Or consider this out of the post-millennial. Trans teacher who advises gay straight alliance reprimanded after making sex jokes about a cat butt and Vaseline with students. I kid you not. This man who identifies as a woman joked about Vaseline and cat butts to their students. Now, this was yesterday's news. I guess today I woke up and I read that he has been, he, she, whatever, has been suspended. But again, suspended. That's Cody Anderson, biological male in the uh, Anacortes schools in Nebraska. <laughs> or consider this, the Wheel of Privilege at Greece Central School in Greece, New York. The Wheel of Power slash Privilege. And uh, 
As usual, I am in the middle of power and privilege. Yep. You are looking at you were this guy right here, white, cisgender, heterosexual, English-speaking, able-bodied man who is also, in my opinion, robust. <laughs> See it right there. <laughs> Fear the beard, my friends. I am a cultural oppressor, according to the educational system of Greece, New York. Take the Bible out of public schools, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Mm -hmm. And another example, this is Stacy Phillips. She is a, uh, uh, a government employee in North Carolina. She tweeted out in response to the Don't Say Gay bill, quote, if you're a kid living in a Don't Say Gay state and feel like you don't have an adult to talk to, I got you. You're welcome to slide into my DMs to talk, to share, to express yourself confidently. It'd be an honor to be your auntie by blessing. You're perfect just the way you are. So more pink and Lady Gaga nonsense indoctrination into the students from governmental officials. Now, this is straight up, by the way, grooming. When you're inviting a child into private DM conversations on social media, you are a predator. I don't care what your intentions are. So the public outcry was so loud in the city of Huntersville, North Carolina, over Stacey Phillips' tweet that she deleted the tweet and then made her account private. But she left the hashtag AuntLife in her bio, which you can read even if somebody's tweets are private. And then she received even more pushback, and then she ultimately deleted her account entirely. But it's not like a rare example of how our culture, our political powers, and our educational powers are constantly preying on sexual confusion in our minor children. Again, I used to be a proponent for public education. I cannot no longer. This is blatant grooming and exploitation. Another reminder, by the way, that social media is a dumpster fire for your child. Do not let them have do not let them have social media. Do not let them roam social media. Do not give them unfettered access to these sites. It's a hellhole. And you as a parent have got to protect your children. Perhaps the worst of the lot. I think just more and more examples. And these are just a few. There's scores of scores more of this evidence. An entire week of camp for third and fourth graders to examine their sexuality with play. I kid you not. The Daily Wire reporting, quote, LGBTQ activists in Indianapolis, Indiana are hosting a sexual education summer camp for elementary kids. The article writes, the four-day program is open to third through fifth graders and costs $250 per child. Imagine paying $250 for your child to learn how to touch themselves at the, at the behest of LGBTQ activists. That's what, that's, what this, that's what this camp is about. A webpage advertising the event states that the enrolled children will participate in affirming non-binary body positive social emotional learning through play. Play is a code word for you guess what? With an inclusive sexuality educator after the event attracted ne negative social media attention on Monday, the event bright the Eventbrite page was taken down. Yeah, taken down until Disney and Hollywood do more work to indoctrinate us through entertainment means into acceptance of this stuff as normal. The article goes on. The organizer, our whole lie, the organizer is named Ashley Robertson. She has advocated for sex positive parenting that cha challenges gender norms. Robertson has performed condom demonstrations with the Girl Scouts, endorsed holistic BDSM education and sexual kink exploration, and promoted LGBTQ literature according to the social media post reviewed by the National Review. In April 2021, Robertson led a workshop titled Potty Training and Early Sex Ed. Holy smokes, my friends. 
This is how the devil is working in our culture. And most people are so misinformed or uninformed about this because we are lovers of self. We're more obsessed with how our social media page is doing than we are about the health and well-being of our own children. I mean, I'm not joking. I see parents getting on social media and, and, and posing in boudoir posts for themselves. To what? To affirm their own sexuality at age 35 to 45? Like, grow up. Get wise. Get, get, get real. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that the devil is at work. And he doesn't come out and say, hey, I'm the devil. I'm here to destroy your life and confuse you. No. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen 14 says the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. And my friends, ignorance is not bliss. It's not bliss. The enemy of our souls has done a masterful job making the insane people of our country the victims of Christian hate and bigotry. And any pushback or even silence, a.k.a. Disney, is equated to uh, unfairness and hate. Ignorance to this stuff is not bliss. There is a spiritual force. There are spiritual forces at work against our children. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You know, what's interesting about Ephesians chapter 6 is that it follows immediately after Ephesians chapter 5. And what does Ephesians chapter 5 talk about? It talks about wives submitting to husbands, husbands loving their wives, uh, fathers teaching their children in the ways of the Lord and children obeying and listening to and honoring their parents. It talks about employees and employers and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of ironic, not ironic. It's actually very intentional on part of the Holy Spirit to inspire Paul to talk about family business and then immediately turn the page in Ephesians chapter six and talk about the spiritual warfare we are all engaged in. Why? Because the enemy wants to destroy husbands and wives and marriages and the relationship of parent and child, and the relationship of employee-employer. He comes to divide and conquer. He comes to, to create a wedge between you and your children, and you cannot be passive about this. You cannot, and I want to say this as a pastor, you cannot expect an hour of church a week to even do it. You've got to do it. You've got to be on your knees praying, seeking God for your children's well-being and health. You've got to bring them to church, sit with them in church if they're old enough to go into the sanctuary or whatever, however your church runs their program. You've got to talk about the Bible in life. My wife has done a great job with this. She reads the Bible with my young son, Jake, every night now with a, with a Bible appropriate for his age, walking him through the Bible. This last weekend, he had his first chance to sit in the service and listen to me preach. And at the end of the service, he put his hand up for salvation and it was just so touching. But, but parents, it's on you. Do not be ignorant of the devices at work to destroy and undermine your parental authority and take your kids captive to the philosophies and imaginations of the genital-obsessed culture in which we live. Now, I know I've been heavy. So let me turn the page because I want to make a recommendation. Today's recommendation is the movie Coda, which has just been nominated for three Academy Awards. And I'm shocked that it was nominated for three Academy Awards because usually the Academy Awards exist to propagate and nominate for awards the movies that focus demonstrably on sexual confusion. But in this case, they actually chose a good one. I watched this. It's on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, and it centers on the life of the daughter, Ruby Rosie. She is the only hearing person in a completely deaf family, and she has straddled two worlds her whole life, one filled with sound and the other with silence. 
Ruby's parents and her brother are deaf, and when Ruby's family needs to interact with the hearing world, they always turn to Ruby for help. But Ruby has a passion of her own. She wants to sing. She sing. She dreams of singing and um, performing, and she's got the gift to do so. And so the story unfolds that she's challenged. She's challenged with how does she remain part of her family and at the same time become who she is. And I recommend it to you because it's kind of a really cool way of examining that relationship between parents and children. Our kids cannot always be in our home. Our kids cannot be controlled by us. And every parent has to wrestle with controlling your kids and empowering your kids so that they can be on their own. I love how the movie unpacks it. It's hilarious. There are some sexually suggestive elements. And shockingly, there is a sex scene with no nudity only between married people, which is a very rare experience in movies. Uh, Usually the sex portrayed in movies is between unmarried people. But in this case, it's between married people. Again, watch it with that awareness. And learn its lesson because as parents, we have to we have to navigate this this extreme. Do we control our kids or do we allow them freedom? And how much is right? And we're never going to get that 100% right, but we can work on it and learn and grow and teach our kids the truth and keep them aware of the indoctrination and misinformation abounding in our society. And hopefully we will win our children for the sake of the gospel. Ultimately, we don't do it. God does it, but he uses us to make it happen. Amen. All right, let me finish up with one last thing. This week in COVID crazy, no bumper, just a small little I told you so. Remember last week I said COVID's not gone. It's not gone. It's just been put on the shelves for a more expedient political season. CNBC reports COVID cases are rising as Omicron stealth subvariant spreads around the world. This is Tuesday, March 15th. This was this morning. So evidently, COVID is rising at uh, the rate in China at the rate it was in early March of 2020. I told you it's not going away. This will never go away. COVID is just a wonderfully magical virus that our political leaders can use whenever they see fit to control your life and change culture. It's a magical virus. I mean, I know. I know it's killed people. I know. And my heart goes out to those who have lost someone they love due to COVID. But, you know, remember, it is a magical virus, a virus that doesn't attack when you're eating, but does attack when you're walking to the restaurant table, a virus that doesn't attack a packed Super Bowl in downtown L.A., but it does attack middle schoolers in downtown L.A., so they have to wear masks, the virus that doesn't attack a BLM protest or riot, but does attack the Capitol riot on January 6th. It's a magical, wonderful virus that I guarantee you is never going away. And the fear mongers are always going to leverage it to control you and manipulate you. And my advice to you is to get rooted in truth. As Jesus said in Mark 13, see that no one leads you astray. Man, do we need that word now more than ever. And that's what this channel exists for. Like the video. It helps with the algorithm, gets the message out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Give the beard some love and make sure you're hitting that notification bell so that you can get notified on your smartphone whenever we go live. There's Cody, puppy cam. Um, and support the channel if you would. I would really appreciate the Cash app, Tim Hatch Live, or TimHatchLive.com support. I'll be back tomorrow for Bible teaching on the Deep Dive 730. Join me for both programs. They're both 
intended to help you exposing the lies of culture tonight, tomorrow exposing the truth of scripture so that you can be rooted and grounded in him, grow ever stronger every single day. It's the prayer of my life for this channel. I'm so glad that you're a part of it. I'm so glad you took time out on Tuesday night to hang with me. I hope it's helped you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it empowers you or maybe alarms you because sometimes we need to be alarmed and be awakened to get a hold of the truth. God bless you. Parents, be parents. Be strong. You can do this. Get into church. Don't do it alone. Love you. See ya.